It's Back to Basics week, and this week we're talking all about why you need to forget about all those tactics and get your marketing basics right first. That's what we're talking about today on the Ruthlessly Efficient Marketing Podcast. I'm James Adam, here as always with Gary Lee. Good afternoon and morning and everything else. I don't know, I, I've stopped doing that last week and now I'm back it's again. Back again. Who cares? Obviously like Why not? That's fine. Yeah, I like it. I think you've got to go with it. If you enjoy it, that's the most important thing. Well, actually, if people <laughs> listening enjoy it, that's actually the most important thing. No, no, ultimately, it's really about what I yeah, enjoy. This is just for, it's for our own amusement, really, more than anyone else, anything else. And if someone wants to listen to it, they're very, very welcome. So, yeah, this week we're talking all about getting back to basics because this is a thing that we've, I mean, really, it was the heart of why we set up 33% in the first place. We were fed up with seeing people making marketing seem overly complicated, over convoluted, and people getting stressed out and overwhelmed by it. We wanted to try and make it simple, and that is what. That's what we're all about. And I think that's where most people go wrong when they get stressed about marketing. That seems to be the most common theme, why people don't like marketing. It's because it seems so complicated, nebulous, overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Too many things going on, too many ideas, too many people telling them, you know, they should go in this direction, that direction, millions of channels, millions of people to talk to, hundreds of subjects to discuss. And then everybody's just in a tiz. And then loads of acronyms around it, which is the thing we really do hate. But we won't talk about that today. But just, yeah, simplifying it, keep it simple, focus on the things that matter. So when we start working with a customer, we always ask these four really super simple questions because this is how we like we like to get under the skin of someone we're working with. And I think it's really important if you listen to this, I want you to ask yourself these questions and tell us if you have a really clear, succinct answer to each question. So the first question is, who is your ideal customer? We talk about this a lot, but it's super, super important. Who is that person you are selling to? Then, of course, what makes your product or service special? What is it that makes it different? What makes it stand out from the crowd? Where are your customers when they're making their buying decisions? So it's not just about where do they hang out online, what social media channels do they use. The thing you're interested in is whereabouts they are when they're thinking about buying a product or service like yours. And of course, at the end, what do you actually say to them to make them take that, that action you want? You found them, you know who they are, but what is it you have to say that makes them take the action that you need to drive your business? So if you've got an absolutely brilliant answer to every single one of those four questions, high fives all round, be on your way. I'm not sure there's much more we can do to help you. There probably is, but on this podcast, I'm not sure we'll be able to. But if there's even a little a little sort of slight bit of doubt in any of those things, or you're thinking, well, we've got this kind of ideal customer, we've got this one over here, we're not quite sure what we're trying to do, then, then this, I think you'll get some value from what we're about to talk about today. And let's start with keeping it simple. Absolutely. So keeping it simple. The, the most important thing here is, and this ultimately is the subject of the whole process, is you've got to make it small. You've got to, if you try and think about the entire marketing landscape, you try to think about everything you could possibly do, it's enormous. It's completely, you know, it is, it is overwhelming because there's so much you could potentially be doing. There's so many potential customers. And if you try and think about where you want your business to be in 10 years and what that means and what you need to do in order to get to that point you will start to feel overwhelmed there's just no there's no two ways about it so you've got to make it small you've got to make it simple you've got to think about what do you need what does your business need next does it need another 10 customers every day does it need 
to reach more people to get you know word out there does it does it need more leads what is the thing that you're missing that you need your marketing to be able to help you with because that is where you need to start yeah and, get, and make sure it's focused make sure it isn't just I need more customers or I need more followers on social media or I need a larger database. Give yourself a little target that, that really focuses you in because as soon as you do that, you start blocking out all that other noise and just focusing on the fact that, right, I've got to get 20 more orders in in the next three days or I've got to get 100 people onto my database over the next two weeks or whatever that happens to be. When you focus in and give yourself an absolute number and an absolute target to go for and, and a clear objective, then then you that makes it much easier to block out the noise because you don't have time to listen to all the other nonsense going on. I think that's a big problem that we've got at the moment, which is it's a good thing and a bad thing. You've got so much opportunity. You can do pretty much anything. You can get on any platform. You can learn. A lot of this stuff is free and there's loads and loads of resources out there. But the downside of that is you constantly, as a small business owner, or any kind of business owner really, you're constantly being told... You could make all this extra money by doing this on Instagram. You could make all this extra money by doing this on Twitter. Have you thought about your SEO? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And you've got all these different things. And there's all these, you know, gurus coming out of the wazoos saying, <laughs> we, we can make you 10x your income. We can make you get you 5 million more leads tomorrow <laughs> if you do these five things. And it's, it is, it's overwhelming because you're just... You're looking at all this possible opportunity, but you're not really looking at what your business needs. So the pro- problem is, and we always used to say this back, but the barrier to entry is so low. I mean, it's, it, as you say, it's free in so many occasions, but the barrier to entry in terms of a cost point of view is really low. You can start Twitter for free, you can start Facebook for free, you can start Instagram for free, you can start building a database for free. All these things are for free, except they're not for free because they take time. And we've talked about it in the past, but ultimately, you've the, if you're really going to make them work, you have to commit time. And time is the thing you don't, even if you've got a really big budget, you don't have, you know, you only have a certain number of hours in a day. And as a result, that's why you have to focus because that's where you're spending, you're spending your time. So that's job number one is make, make it small, figure out where you need to go next, focus exactly on what's in front of you. And then the next thing you need to do is you need to understand what it is that makes you special. Yes. So, not necessarily completely and utterly unique. No one else in the world does exactly what you do. Although that is possible, and if that's the case, brilliant. That makes this part of the job much, much easier. But normally, it's a combination. It's a mixture of things. We do this, combined with this, combined with this. Those things added together, they make us special. That's what... Think of it a different way. If, if you meet someone and they and you're in a room and someone else does exactly the same thing for you, even if you, don't, let's not even think about it for pitch, you're just at a party and there's three people talking and two of them happen to do exactly the same thing. How are you going to describe what you do that you know is going to be intrinsically different? And doesn't it, I'm not even saying better, but what makes you intrinsically different to the next person and why someone should turn around and go, oh, well, the way you do it is really good. I like how you're doing it. Or I like your product that's slightly different, that's better. How, how do you stand out from everybody else? Because there will be loads of other people offering the same service as you, but there'll be something about the way you do it that's different, and that's the thing you have to focus on. And that's the, the crucial difference there. Is that's why we always say what makes you special. It isn't what makes you better. 
because it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing that makes you better. It's a thing that you do differently to somebody else because that that will be better for some people and it won't be as good for yes, other people. Yes, exactly. And so the, the simplest way to do this, if you're not sure what that thing is, is just ask some of your actual customers. Say to them, what do you like about us? Because you might find something surprising there. You might find that it's actually not the thing you thought it was. You might have thought... It was because you were great value, because your prices were fabulous. But actually, they might say, well, it's the personal service. It's something else about the way that you do business that is different. And that's the, you know, that's the first thing to start with. Yeah, we, when we've, run, we've run competitor studies and also then client reviews and everything else. And when we've done this for, for, for our clients, we go and ask their customers... They're always surprised by what comes back. You know, I remember talking to someone who said that it it was all about the service and they were really good value and they love how we manage it. And certainly that wasn't a problem. But actually, one of the feedbacks was, but you are a specialist in this area. And they hadn't really considered themselves a specialist in that area, but they'd become that and they were perceived as that. So that was a thing they could really hone their marketing in on, which is something they'd never thought about doing before. So once you understand what it is that makes you special... The next thing to think about is exactly who it is you need to be talking to. Who is your ideal customer? Absolutely. It's about focusing on who you talk to and who you don't talk to and, and blocking out those other people, using using that term niche and, and not being afraid of it, but actually embracing it. Because at the end of the day, you're better off talking to 10 people really, really well and convincing them than you are talking to a 1,000 people and them not really caring. I think that's yeah, it's totally true. People, people are. I think people are afraid of a niche, and I, I've certainly been. You know, over my time, I've been afraid of focusing in on that that one thing. And you, you always tend to try and think, well, okay, well, let's have maybe let's just try and have a couple, or try and have two different areas that we'll try. We'll do this over here, but then we'll do this over here. But we don't want to alienate anybody, so we'll try and do all these different things. But as Confucius says, the man who chases two rabbits catches none. The truth is, it's, but it's it's totally true. It's, if you're if you're focusing on a couple of different things all at once, you will miss stuff. Yeah. And, and exactly as you said, if you could, if you said to somebody, do you want to go in front of a hundred random people and try and sell your product, or would you like to sit in a room with ten people that are all interested in buying your product and talk to them about it individually? Which would you choose? It's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, every time. I mean, what? what yeah, but that's the thing, people. I think the problem is people just think that if they've got 100 people, well, maybe I convince them and then I've got more people I can talk to. But the reality is you have to be a realist. Most of those people don't care about you or your product unless you've got your niche. And these two stages, this, you know, what makes you special and who is your ideal customer, they do have to work hand in hand. And you do, you can't, you kind of have to do one and then you do the other one and then you go back to the first one again. Because yep. the truth is that it's better to make things people want than try to make people want things. So once you've got who that ideal customer is, you might need to shape what it is that makes you special because by tweaking that, you might find actually that you're more appealing to that ideal customer base, but you kind of can't figure out who your ideal customer is until you know what it is that you're actually offering them. So you will have to jump back and forth, but this is, you know, the reason we're calling this back to basics because this is the absolute foundation for everything that you do. Because once you do know that, you know who your customer is, you know where they are, and that is ultimately, that's, that's the most important thing when it comes to trying to do content. Yes, because the, more, the better you know where they are, 
the better you can talk to them, you'll know how they like to be talked to, and then you can think about the subjects you can talk about that are going to get them to do the actions that you want. And that really is, that that's so, so important. We talk often about getting the right content and what is it your customer wants to read and what do they want to hear about. But actually, it's more than that. It's about what is it they want to actually hear about that will get them to do the thing that you want them to do. There's no point in them... You know, you could write in a marvellous blog and they read it and think, that's fascinating stuff. Really glad you've written that 33%. I'm really pleased and happy with that. And then they go off and do something else. We want them, ultimately, you know, as much as we, you know, love doing this ourselves, we ultimately want someone to read something or, or listen to this podcast or watch a video and at the end of it go, right, I'm going to go and sign up for a course with these guys or I'm going to, you know, do a workshop with these guys because that is our end goal. Our end goal of all our content should be driving them to do something with us further down the line. So we want to impress them, engage them, but leave enough there that they're going to want to come and talk to us because we don't give away as as everything in one go. So this is the next thing that you need to do. So you've established who they are and where they are and what they're doing, but then it's about knowing your goal like what we talked before about the big goal what is what is it you need for your business to move forward but then you need to think about on a much smaller level what is the goal of this piece of activity what do you want someone to do do you need more leads do you need more customers do we just want you know this podcast we actually just want to help more people that's the reason we do this because we want more businesses to get better at their marketing because that's something that we care about um so there isn't necessarily a big sell in that process but, but in the end, with you know, with some of the other stuff we do, we want to get leads. We want people to book courses or those kind of those kind of things. So you need to nail down what it is you want before you start doing any kind of activity. Absolutely, and yeah, as you say, the goal of each one could be quite different as well. That's the thing. Don't just go with the well. At the end of the day, I just want everybody to buy from me. And it's like, well, we all do that ultimately. But actually, what we're trying to do is. We're trying to build an audience of people that um, can come together and build a community. So that's part of why we do this is because we bring people together. This isn't, as James says, this isn't for us. This isn't about direct selling. We rarely talk about the things we do on this podcast. We are just doing this to help and build a community. But when we write a piece of something, you know, maybe you put up a social post. Our aim of that social post is to get someone to go and look at some of the other content we've got and click through to have a look at our you know, maybe a free download that we've got, but ultimately to to buy a course or do a workshop. So each individual piece of content needs to have its own goal. And this, I think, this is the problem that a lot of people face because we the, probably the first the first question that most people ask us, the biggest challenge that most small businesses have is, how do I come up with content ideas? How do I come up with things to put on social media? How do I come up with ideas for blog? How do I come up with all this? this content that you're supposed to put out and we get this supposed to I'm doing air quotes because people say they're supposed to but the, the truth is like who says you're supposed to like how, who decided that you have to have a blog who decided you need yep. to be on every single social media channel why do you why are you doing that and so many people don't stop and say do I actually need a blog do I actually need to be putting out all this content do I need to be present on social media why are you doing it and that comes back to that once you've got a goal then you know what you want to do you now know where your customers are hanging out and why, and where they're hanging out when they're thinking about making a purchasing process. Then you can understand what the mechanic of making them make that decision is going to be. And that might be, okay, we need more organic traffic, so we need a blog, so we need people to come and find us. We need people to come through social media, so we're going to, you know, that's where they're making their decisions, so we're going to have a good presence on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever that may be. But that's the point at which you decide 
where you're going to be and what tactic you're going to use to try and get them to say yes to working with you. And this this brings us to the kind of the final basic of what we've been talking about, which is you know where they are, you know what the goal is of what you want to them to achieve in different areas. So then all of that brought together should tell you what is it you actually need to say to them to convince them to buy. So it doesn't matter whether that's a blog title, whether that's a social post, whether that is a podcast, a video, you know, YouTube, whatever it is you're using is actually about what is it you need to say, what words, what language, what images, what message are you trying to get across that will get them to do the goal that you've just set. And just to be clear, Gary, are are we saying, we're not saying here that every single post you put up, every single blog you write should be selling your product or service. No, no, and that's the point. Because the goal of a post or a blog could just be to engage, could just be, could be for a bit of fun. I mean, the whole point is you're supposed to have a personality. Part of part of the, some of the stuff that we put up is 100% just to get our personality across. So people can see that we're two genuine guys that are just trying to help and we enjoy what we're doing. We want that message to come across. I mean, I would probably argue less than 50% of the posts that we put up are actually selling at all. That isn't the goal of, of all pieces of content. That isn't the goal of all social media. That isn't the goal of all videos. Sometimes it's just informative. Sometimes it's just for, just for the hell of it, just for a bit of fun. But the point is that every single thing that you do should have a goal. Yes. Every piece of content, every post, every tweet, everything should have a purpose to it, even if that purpose is not... To sell a thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If we if our if the goal of this podcast was to sell, then we would talk about we would change how we did the podcast. We would talk a lot more about and of course by doing this, if you do our workshop, you'll sell you'll 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 achieve <laughs> what you want to income. achieve and all that kind of stuff. But because that's not the goal of this, we don't do that. When we write a blog, even you know, it's not like we say a blog, oh that's a sales thing. Sometimes a blog's informative, sometimes it's a bit of fun, sometimes it shows our personality, sometimes it's selling. Depending on what we're trying to achieve is the goal, we change what we put in that blog. And again, you go back to that very first part of this, which is what made you special, what does your customer want? So then you think about what were those things that made you special, what was that unique combination that you have, and how do you make sure that your messaging is reminding people of that? So if one of your things is you're very funny, then you've got to make sure that your content is telling people that you're funny. Which, by the way, is a very dangerous, dangerous <laughs> yeah, thing to include. I've, as I've discovered by trying to write a few comedy articles quite recently. Comedy hard. Comedy, is, is, comedy hard. is very hard. Yeah, very hard. very hard. So that's it. Once you've got the handle on what it is, what's that combination that makes you special? Who is it that you need to be talking to? Who is your ideal customer? And crucially, what is your goal? What is the thing that you want your marketing work to achieve? Then you can get out there and you can go wild. Then you can start thinking about <laughs> tactics. If tw- go, wild. go wild. Go wild. If you want to get onto Twitter. Go big or go home. Well, that's true. That's true. But do you know what? That's 100% true. Because don't dabble. Don't do little bits of this and that and say, okay, we're going to have a little go on Instagram, we're going to a little twiddle around over here on Twitter <laughs> and we're going to do a bit of content on the blog as well. That's the whole thing that we're saying here is if you think Twitter is where your customer is, if you think Twitter is the thing that's going to help you achieve the goal that you've set out, then go all in on Twitter and don't worry about the rest of the, the different networks you could potentially be using. Just forget about them, put them out of your mind and just put all your efforts into that one thing to start with and measure it and see if it works and give it time to achieve the results. And if it doesn't, sack it off and try something else. 
Yeah, ultimately, that is the whole thing. I mean, we know this from our own experience. We, you know, we've been there, we've tried a few things, we've dabbled, we've been as guilty as anybody, and we know that all our successes is where we've gone all in. You know, when we've decided, right, these are the two channels we're going to focus on. James will take one, I'll take the other, and we focus solely on those, and we and we really go head on into it. But it's it's the time where we've gone, oh, maybe this, oh, but I've just read a thing about this, we haven't really done this, and we give it a go for about a week, and then we give up on it. And, and that's the whole point. You have to go all in, because you don't have 24-7 to just do marketing. We know that. The whole point of our business was we know that you know, the small business owner only has enough time in the day to do probably an hour of marketing. You know, we think you can do it in 30 minutes a day, but ultimately, if you've got an hour, then that hour has to be ultra-focused. Yeah, it's got to be ruthlessly efficient, Gary. Oh, always on message, always on message, James. If you find yourself distracted by shiny things, then again, I would encourage you to go back and listen to uh, a previous podcast where we talked about that, because that is a risk that you get, isn't it? You, You think about... Oh, we could try this over here. Or you hear about this new platform. We think, oh, I should be on Clubhouse or I should be over here doing that. And then you think, oh, let's go and wander over there and have a little play around with that for a while. And you mustn't. You must focus. And don't be ashamed of acknowledging that you haven't got these basics right. It's not a criticism that you haven't you haven't nailed down this stuff. So many super, super experienced businesses that we work with that I know that they, they haven't nailed this stuff because... Because it evolves. Time changes and, and as you move along, your business changes along with it. But it's really important to go back and remind yourself about those basics and check that you've still got them locked in. Yeah. Because when you haven't, that's when you're, just, you're wasting a lot of time. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you again, as always, for joining us on the Ruthlessly Efficient Marketing Podcast. If you would like to leave us a review, we would massively appreciate that if you could head on over to your podcast platform of choice and leave us a nice review. Obviously, leave us a nice review. If you don't like this, then just don't listen to it again. Don't leave us a bad review. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't got something nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's what your mother should have taught you. Yeah, quite right, too. But other than that, we hope you found this to be useful and As always, until we speak to you next week, keep your marketing ruthlessly efficient. And goodbye from me.